Hello and welcome to The Book Album, your place for everything related to reading and language. I'm your host, Mackenzie Gentz. Now, bookmark that book and let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Hallo und herzlich willkommen zu unserem Podcast. I am so grateful to have you with us today. Welcome to the book album, our episode on the bullet journal. My guess is one of many. And today we will be discussing my preliminary experiences with my bullet journal. I've been bullet journaling for about two or three months now since December and I'm going to go into my previous perceptions of the bullet journal, why I wanted to start the bullet journal, how my style of bullet journaling has changed, and what I want to change now that I have taken a moment to reflect on those experiences. Before we jump into my own experiences, I always find it helpful to have a common definition of these kinds of practices, just so we're all on the same page when we start off. So I'll start with my previous thoughts, my previous expectations about the bullet journal. The first is that it's sort of this wildly artistic practice that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of artistic prowess to complete. I grew up in the age where I saw the bullet journal <laughs> come into existence and come into quite a bit of popularity, but as a result of that, I didn't see what the bullet journal was originally intended for and or how you were supposed to initially create their bullet journal and what kind of what it was as an organizational system. I only saw as I was growing up and as I was absorbing this bullet journal hype, what people did with it, how people took the concept and ran with it and made it their own. But typically when it was online, for example, when I heard about it from friends or indeed when I had friends who had bullet journals, they kind of had this overtly artistic style. They spent all this time on these beautiful bullet journal pages decked out in different inks and stickers and used rulers and different markings and they would draw pictures and you know I saw that especially as a high school student and I thought well I'm not artistic enough at all by any means my stick figures aren't that uh, (laughs) convincing either so you know I don't have any authority in this space to be doing a bullet journal because I'm just simply again I'm not artistic enough So that was sort of my leading previous misconception about the bullet journal, is that it was this wildly artistic endeavor that took a bunch of time um, and a bunch of space and planning to do. As well as trackers. Trackers are these pages in the bullet journal that you can create in order to, as the name suggests track different habits or skills or um, meals or numbers, what have you. So if I was, for example, wanting to do a daily yoga habit, then I might do a page that was my daily yoga tracker and just have sort of a calendar-like template and mark things off as I went on the bullet journal. I'm not someone who benefits from the use of trackers. They stress me out quite a bit. 
and I am someone who can hold myself accountable well enough without the tracker <laughs> that the tracker essentially becomes super superfluous and that extra external pressure of having to fill out and take the time to set up the tracker every month or what have you just is a, an immense burden that I do not want to handle. So another one of my misconceptions is that these trackers were very central to the method. <laughs> And my third large misconception, interestingly, is about the dot grid, which is the most popularized bullet journal format for the page, the pagination, essentially. And I, throughout high school, and even now to an extent, am a bit of a paper snob. I'm definitely a fountain pen junkie, fountain pen nerd. Um, and so paper matters a lot to me, and I am a huge fan of college rules. That has sort of been my go-to for notebooks in my throughout my schooling, for example. I also enjoy just blank pages. I often will just have printer pages, <laughs> printer um, paper pages that I just write on and I keep loose leaf and I won't staple them or bind them, I'll just keep them in an order. Um, to write notes on or what have you. So I'm a little bit particular or maybe perhaps a bit eccentric on my paper preferences and before I tried the dot, the dot grid slash the bullet journal, I was not a dot grid fan. I did not understand how it would be useful, how you could write straight on it. I felt like I would get mixed up or something on the lines and not write straight or not have it be as precise or as beautiful as perhaps I could make something on a blank page or a college ruled page. So I was at ends to keep an open mind about this dot grid thing because I was so trepidatious to try it, but I'm glad I did ultimately, spoiler alert. <laughs> what is the bullet journal? Great question. <laughs> so I learned again about the bullet journal or maybe I was more directly exposed to it. And like I said, I have close friends in high school who did the method, but I never asked about it. I just observed and they used it for things like tracking, what they ate or what they did that day, or they would track what books they read and they would make it again, very artistic. They would draw pictures in it, stickers, the whole nine. Um, but recently there were two videos in a row from Wheezy Waiter on YouTube who tried bullet journaling and he also measured and marked his progress and talked about the bullet journal quite extensively on his second channel, Wheezy News, which all of those are linked in the show notes at relevanceofliterature.com notes under the show notes for this episode, 209. And... I am a big fan of Wheezy. I find a lot of value in his videos, a lot of meaning, a lot of interesting experimentation and things that help me and sort of force me to keep an open mind about. Um, I love that. I think that it's so valuable for us to challenge our preconceived notions, even when they're as silly as a dot grid <laughs> on uh, a journal. So I watched these Wheezy videos and Something that I realized very quickly from the way that he was discussing the bullet journal and the way that he was working through it and implementing it into his life is that it's not so much this artistic endeavor that takes hours a day to set up and implement and fulfill, it's more so a functional system of really just three things. <laughs> You're keeping track of three things. 
notes, events, and tasks. Notes, events, and tasks. And this is not a glorified to-do list, as Wheezy puts it. This is something that you log in real time. It's something that you can set up elaborately if you're so disposed, but it's something that you can also make very practical and complete in this really pragmatic, easygoing way. And that's what I felt would have been valuable for me at the time. So when I looked at these Wheezy videos and I saw him doing it in a way that was just very bare bones, literally your events of the day, go to a doctor's appointment, you know, go to class in my case, and then tasks, complete an assignment, complete uh, an hour of reading, what have you, and then notes. I love this novel. I love the way that Murakami writes uh, short stories, or I love the way that Murakami wrote this particular passage in Men Without Women, which is a book I just finished and hopefully will podcast about soon. Um, you know, notes on class, <laughs> really slow day, but I took a lot of notes, you know, <laughs> just sort of emptying your mind in order to move on to the next thing more fully. And Wheezy links a video from writer Carol, who's the founder of the bullet journal. He's the inventor of it, so to speak. And he created it as a system to organize and help him process things that were outstanding to him because of his ADD. And he made it this ultra-functional, ultra-simple, quick system where it actually quite helped him get everything, all the junk out of his head from that previous task onto the page so that he had it if he needed to reference it. You know, I put my keys here uh, and then I ate a sandwich. It was great, you know, remember that for next time type of situation. And then you just move on and you have that sort of record and over time that becomes a very useful tool, especially if you do it consistently. And I think that's the goal with a lot of these different organizational systems is consistency, right? And that's all habit building is, is consistency over time, doing something over and over and over. And this repetition is what really matters. It's not really like how skillful you are at yoga. It's that you get up and do it every single day without fail. Why did I start bullet journaling? I started bullet journaling in December of 2021 because I was feeling disorganized, I was feeling behind, I was feeling like I had a lot of different threads in my life that I was organizing in different places. Meaning that I had, you know, my thesis, my practicing for my music degree, my uh, podcasting stuff, my uh, reading stuff, you know, you name it chocolate trying, tea trying. I have these, a lot of, you know, for example, hobbies or different areas of my life where I'm very intensively organized in when it comes to that subject on itself. But when it comes to my life as a whole, I was feeling like I had all of these threads and I needed them in one place instead of five different places. 
So I was feeling just this sort of overwhelm that came from not necessarily actually being disorganized, but more so just being too split in too many different places. I think this is something that a lot of us can relate to after COVID and sort of this getting back into things as they perhaps were in the past, um, starting to have commutes again and things like that makes you a little bit more spread by necessity because the time has to come from somewhere and the energy has to come from somewhere. So my impulse when I'm feeling disorganized or behind or stressed is to move instead of do. And this is a problem that I've had consistently throughout my life and something that I am constantly working on in many different respects. But what I mean by move instead of do is I like to get hyper-organized. I like to have a plan down to the dots and the tittles. And I tend to essentially, basically, overarching plan and then a middle arching plan and then a nitty-gritty type of hour-by-hour type plan for at least a week. So I'll sit down and I'll take an hour or two and I'll hyper-organize myself. But I could have used that hour, you know, 15 minutes of organization and then started to actually work on stuff. And again, this is something that I've run into time and time again. This is not a new problem in my life. But I will admit that when I started to think about getting a bullet journal, using it, trying to figure it out for myself, it was as a result of this impulse that I have to move and to get hyper-organized and to systematize instead of to actually spend that energy doing what I need to do. So I started out of a place that was, I think, such, it had such good intentions, but maybe not the best time or the right implementation for it. Starting in December of 2021, I got the bullet journal, obviously. I started filling it out around four or five pages a day. What I would do is I would get my day all set up and I am now more artistic than I used to be, I will admit, so I had some fun with my stub nib fountain pen uh, and that I had gotten over um, the winter recess and went all out with my inks, etc. Uh, worked around with the dot grid a bit, I think that was part of the reason why I was using so many pages a day, is I was just kind of experimenting and having a fun time. Also, I had an hour a day to fill out the bullet journal. That was not an imposition on me because I was on recess, I was traveling, so it was actually quite cathartic to be able to do that and to take on this sort of artistic endeavor in that sense. But again, it was a lot of moving and not a lot of doing. So I was very organized, I felt secure there, but I wasn't actually putting in the time to do the tasks that went along or resulted from that organization. And it started to become a problem in January, actually the first week of January uh, 2022, it was helpful in the sense that I was watching the Wheezy video every once in a while to reference it and to make it a little bit more practical for me. So 
I wasn't doing as much elaborate planning on the back end, so I wasn't outlining my entire schedule and spending three pages trying to figure out what kind of tasks I wanted to do the next day. I started to do it more so on a task-to-task -task basis as the bullet journal is supposed to be used, but I realized I was doing sort of an in-depth reflection after every task, so I would spend an hour on some extra note-taking for a class and then spend 10 minutes doing notes and bullet journal catch-up for that. And that system became wildly unsustainable <laughs> during the first week of January, which is when classes started back up. So while it was helpful and while it did clear my mind and help me reset before the next task, it was too elaborate for me to sustain long term. And I realized that very quickly. So during the third week of January, I fell off of the bullet journal completely. Really the only thing I used it for was to plan my practice sessions for my instrument the day before. So what I would do is I would have a bullet journal page for every day. So for example, January 12th, I had the header January 12th and I would put my reflection first. So and these are just notes about how I felt that day, if I was tired, if I wasn't getting sleep, if I spent too much time on one thing or another. And the reflection part has something that is something that I have used throughout my bullet journaling time and I still use to this day. I think it's extremely helpful, especially for pattern recognition of if I feel tired four days in a row, then maybe it was something I ate, maybe it was spending way too much time on something and staying up late a week ago, you know? So that pattern recognition has been quite helpful and that's why I start with the reflection every day and have sort of that space already working in my mind as I wake up and look at that page for the day. So I have reflection, then I have a health overview which is just an extension of the reflection, uh, me tracking a couple of things about my health every day which I find important, things like energy and sleep, then any notes about that, any sort of if I felt I had a reaction to food or I'm going through some stomach issues, which definitely um, Joshua Fields Milburn from The Minimalists would uh, remember. I think he also had the same stomach issue as I had a few years ago. So working through all of that and having the bullet journal as a tool as this daily check-in with myself has been quite helpful and those are all things I'm going to keep and I've been doing since December. Then I have a space for practicing and after I practice my habit is to write the practice schedule for the next day. So I start and I lead with having time figuring out how much time I have for the next day to practice, how many sessions I want to do, and then building my actually a line item list of what I'm going to practice and how right before I leave the practice room the previous day. And this helps me just set myself up for success the next day. I'm not getting to the practice room, especially if it's at six or seven in the morning, not getting to the practice room and thinking to myself, what in the world am I going to practice today? I'm all ready and I have it there in the bullet journal. So really in December, that is what, or in January rather, in the third week of January when I fell off of doing 
essentially what the bullet journal was supposed to be doing, <laughs> what I was supposed to be doing with the bullet journal. That was what the bullet journal looked like for me, is this sort of daily overview where I had my reflection at the end of the day, my health updates, some notes, and then my practice schedule for the next day. Now I will get into where I am now with the bullet journal in early February and also what I am planning on doing with the bullet journal in the future, a bit of reflection, a bit of problem solving perhaps, as we often end with here in the show. So as I moved into February, I started to try to use it more. So I had some days where I would be quite good about doing a bit of reflection, not after every task, but at certain checkpoints throughout my day. I find that helpful so that I'm not literally task to task to class to rehearsal what have you and I find that I don't have issues necessarily transitioning between tasks but I do like the solid close the it's almost a psychological close that I get when I write in the bullet journal and I can say I did this task or I'm right here on this task, this is where I'm going to pick up on. There's a bit more certainty in that regard and that's something that I've enjoyed about the process of going through and writing notes. I've done this every odd day, pair of odd days since the middle of January when I started to drop off using the bullet journal as a true bullet journal. And this is something that I quite miss about it, and something that, to be honest with you, I want to get back to as I continue my practice. However, I am still using it essentially as this daily over overview, daily scheduling type system, which is, again, technically not a bullet journal. <laughs> technically, it's more of a planner right now. Um, but I will talk about a couple things that I really enjoy about it and a couple things that I think will make it more truer to the bullet journal. One thing that I have really enjoyed and something that has fulfilled and satisfied my original intention for it is that now I have a lot of the same things in the same place. The bullet journal has an index at the front where you put the pagination or the page number four different pages that you want to go back and reference later on. So for example, I have a hobby where I test and try and flavor profile different types of 85% and above dark chocolates from around the world. That's one of my <laughs> master hobbies behind the scenes. So I have a dark chocolate log in my bullet journal where I name the dark chocolate, where it's from, what tasting notes there are in it, how thick it was, whether it has soy or dairy, etc. in it. So this is something that's been quite helpful for me because I don't have to find, I don't have to have loose leaf notes on different chocolates, especially as I don't get a bunch of chocolate at one time. It's very spread out. It's very gradual. Um, I can have all of my chocolate tasting notes in one place and then when I run out of pages I can either do another page and add it to the index so I know where it is or I can scan the pages and use those as my reference. So I found that to be extremely helpful and I have everything in the same notebook like I said. So I have my chocolate tasting, I have my daily plans, I have my practice routine, I have podcasting notes, I have a couple of class notes that are 
in there and those are super easy to go back and reference because of the index, because of the multiple bookmarks. And I will say, number two, because of the dot grid. <laughs> I have so enjoyed the dot grid and actually quite surprised myself at that. Um, the dot grid, again, I was weary of, but I've really come to enjoy it. And I think that this is uh, one of my new favorite page styles, <laughs> if not my favorite at the moment. And I won't completely usurp college ruled or blank paper, but now I have a third paper choice if I so choose, and I've super enjoyed, again, the freedom of it and the flexibility of it. I didn't realize how easy it would be to do boxes or notes or to write in a straight line on. These are things that I, again, like, didn't see as intuitive to the dot grid, but they super are, at least in my experience, and I have really enjoyed using it. I will definitely continue to use dot grid paper in the future. And some final thoughts here. I found the bullet journal to be an extremely functional system. It's malleable, so, you know, it suits my current organizational needs at the time, and I think that's why I've seen so much variation throughout even these two plus months in how I've used it. I will say I need to pare down the planning slash pre-planning type of system that I use with it and start do mo doing more real-time logging. And again, the bullet journal is for real-time logging of notes, events, and tasks. So <laughs> really that's, I would like to start using it more as a real bullet journal and not just as this fancy sort of free planner type situation. My solution for this, oddly enough, is to do a slight bit more planning. <laughs> and I'm not sure if this will work. I'll let you know if we do a second bullet journal episode if you end up liking this one. But I think that it would be effective to pinpoint two or three times in the day where it would be effective for me to write in the bullet journal and just log my thoughts in real time and the events and the tasks. And that way I know exactly when I'm going to be logging and I have these pinpoints again to log in real time. What I've noticed in the last month or so of falling off of doing a lot of the daily in real time type of planning or system, or logging rather, is that when I don't have a specific time to do it, I will often push it off as not important and then just not ever log in real time just sort of do a daily reflection. And while that's important, and the reflection is a part of the bullet journal, it is one of the core components, so to speak, it's not all of it, and it's not all of the system, and furthermore, I've noticed that it's not all of what helps me about the bullet journal, and help, I mean, in the sense of it helps me keep my mind clear, it helps me stay focused, and it's a really great way to, again, turn the page on every task, or at least periodically throughout the day. It's just a matter of doing it in a way that's sustainable, consistent, and in my case, doesn't take up hours in the day. 
all in all, I will be continuing my bullet journaling practice and my planning practice, as it were. So I will update you and I will see you next week. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to hear more from us, we've done everything from Shakespeare to Dracula. There really is a show and a series for everyone, so I'd recommend checking out our website at relevanceofliterature.com under the ongoing series tab for links to our entire back catalog of episodes, as well as any current goings-on of our show. If you are looking for even more content, we also have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash relevanceofliterature. Thank you so much for your support, and we'll see you next time.